Yeah, I mean, if you look at history, the decay of masculinity pre-sets the fall of any great civilization. It's just a matter of being vocal and having control of the institutions that allow those messages to get out. You've gone from fighting for basic language to fighting for kids not to be mutilated and have their, their genitals cut off. Where you're fighting for kids not to be raped by pedophile adults who now say they're 10 year olds. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Solve a Man Podcast, where we aim to help you be manly. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou. And my guest here tonight is the great Elon Sulovitz. Welcome, Elon. How you doing, Nikki? Doing good, man. A little fucking cold here in Toronto. Yeah. A little warm here in Florida. Hey, 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 brother. I'm getting rougher. You're getting softer. It's all good. <laughs> so, um, Elon, you came to prominence when Gillette put out that horrible anti-man ad of theirs. And you put out an ad through your company called What is a Man that just went viral. 40 fucking million people saw it. That's how I got to connect with you when I watched the ad and I was really moved by it because you stood up for men, manhood, and masculinity. I would argue that today the need for people to stand up for men, manhood, and masculinity is 100,000 times greater than it was when you and I first met. And um, I wanted to have a talk today. I want to go back down memory lane and, you know, have you tell the folks listening why you decided at that time that you needed to step up and stand up and why you think it's more needed than ever now. So have at it, brother. Well, I remember back then it was, it wasn't just the Gillette ad. It was when the term uh, toxic masculinity started gaining prominence yeah. There was just a baseline vilification of men, I would say, across the board, where anytime you had a conversation with any girl or anytime you had an interaction with people, they would just find anything negative. And, and masculinity or men came up. They would just find anything negative to say. And at the time, I guess it was a little newer. It wasn't as normalized into society as it is now. And I st- then I realized kind of the final straw for me was a company like Gillette, which is an inherently masculine product i mean that's what it is Mm -hmm. uh it's probably the epitome of what you would think a masculine company should be was putting out ads that were counter to everything i believe in and just vilifying masculinity further generalizing masculinity uh and just showing the worst behavior of men and then saying that's toxic some men aren't like this but that's you know but some is not enough implying that the majority of men are like that now if you did that with any other group any other group uh, it would be considered uh, generalizing, bigoted, wrong, sexist. But for some reason, that was the start of the heavy normalization of it. It's just continued on so much since then that people don't even talk about it anymore. It's just a staple in society. 
at this point. Now, the effects of it, I think, are more prominent nowadays than back then when it was more of a shock. Nowadays, men are kind of afraid to be masculine. They're shying away from their strengths. Uh, They're apologizing all the time for just being what they are inherently. They're not able to hold down healthy relationships anymore. They don't know how to interact with women anymore. They don't know how to feel self-confident anymore. And it's just decayed to the point where we're destroying an entire gender for the sake of being politically correct. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's more important nowadays than ever. We've just continued to slide down that path across the board. Yeah, that's a very cogent analysis of what's going on in our fucking society right now. And here's a fact. The fact is that this is not an accident. This is not just happening. This is not an organic evolution of society. This is a deliberate assault by forces that seek to weaken our way of fucking life. Um, I mean, you go take a look at um, Russia, China. Men in manhood and masculinity aren't being denigrated over there. You mm-hmm. know, I saw a um, a clip that showed a recruiting video for the Chinese military. You had martial music, men in fucking badass military uniforms acting in masculine, strong, tough ways. Russian military recruiting ad. Same. Martial Russian music, which is even fucking better and more stirring than Chinese martial music. Fucking big, broad-shouldered Slavic men, you know, coming there doing masculine shit. You looked at that and you go, fuck yeah, that's good. And then... There was the American military recruitment video. Let's talk about pronouns. Our society has allowed to infiltrate our major institutions, including our fucking military, which is supposed to be protecting us from evil. And like when I saw that shit, I'm like, okay, what we do here at Sovereign Man, it's more needed than ever. Right now, there's a lot of men that are fucking lost. There's a lot of men right now that are thinking, oh, my God, I don't know how to be a man. I don't want to be told this or that. If I speak up, I could lose my job. I could whatever. You know what? There's a lot of fucking truth to all of that shit. But if you don't speak up, if you don't step up, if you don't become the best version of you, you're fucked. You're going to have no self-respect. And when the time comes and the forces of evil have weakened us enough, our external enemies are going to fucking walk in here with their big, tough, intolerant, brutish, strong men. And they're going to take our women and they're going to fucking kill the kids and rape the women and impregnate them with their own kids. That is what these fuckers are going to do. That's the story of society from the beginning of time. Only the costumes and the actors have changed. But you got fucking a strong society that becomes weak and pussified. And then a a rising society, an intolerant one full of warrior culture men, come and fucking swoop into that society, cut it to ribbons, kill the men, kill the kids, and basically take the women. That's what they've done. And I'm telling you, we're ripe for that here. And anybody who thinks that's not going to happen or that's wishful thinking, man, they're stupid. They don't study history. Yeah, I mean, if you look at history, the decay of masculinity pre-sets uh, the fall of any great civilization. If you look at like the pictures, the statues, gender roles, they all decay right before a society, regardless of who the enemy is. Regardless. Um, you look at the age of debauchery. 
uh, the Roman Empire, Greeks, it all kind of is consistent that when they do away with strong men, society falls apart. That when they lose gender roles, I, where, I mean, we pretty much lost gender roles in society more than I think any other country in the history of humanity. We're putting men who are biological males who have raped women into prison with women uh, because they say they're women. Uh, it's, so that's a society that's, that's lost that's its ridiculous. mind. Ridiculous. Yeah, and that happened in Canada, it happened in the United States, happens in the UK. That's indicative of um, a, a society suffering from mass psychosis or a psycho, psychogenic society. epidemic. Yeah, it's a sick, sick society. Yeah. You know, these are men. They can call themselves women all they want. Listen, prior to all this fucking trans ideology bullshit, I knew people that actually suffered from real gender dysphoria. I knew two people like this. And I know that they fucking had a really hard time with it. They genuinely struggled with it. I get it. But now this has become an excuse for some dudes to go, okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to go into sports. I'm going to beat the shit out of women and get medals, right? Or I'm going to go into fucking prisons and I'm going to fuck girls. I'm going to fuck women in prison. There's not a fucking thing they can do because I'm going to say I'm a woman. And everybody knows they're lying. Everybody knows they're just taking advantage of some sickness that's in our society but it's like the emperor has no clothes. You know that Danish story? Yes. Where the emperor had no clothes and nobody would dare say it except one yeah. kid. That's where it is, man. The emperor has no clothes. And people are scared to say it. And those of us that say it, they attack us. But what we have to do, man, is we got to attack them back. We got to fuck these guys over. We have a chance right now, if enough men step up, to shut this shit down. To shut this shit down. You know, and if we don't, we're fucked. Like, I follow this dude, Patrick Bet David. He's got a channel named Value Tamer, right? He's a fellow Iranian, Christian, Assyrian dude. Very successful man, great channel. Talks about a lot of cool stuff around, you know, business, success, all that jazz. Now he's starting to talk about men, manhood, and masculinity. And there's a lot of things he say that are right. But I don't think he understands how badly things are going right now for men. And I don't think he, he thinks this can be turned around. On a dime. I think it can be turned around, but it ain't going to be on a fucking dime. That's for damn sure. No, it's not going to be on a dime. It, it just requires a huge cultural shift, which takes time. Because if, if you look how we got here, it didn't happen on a dime either. I mean, this goes back to like the 50s, the, the shift in kind of how men should be uh, viewed and how women should be viewed. It's been a really slow play. And it's a, it's a very effective way, again, to break down a strong society. So, yeah, of course, it's not going to be changed tomorrow, but you start putting that into effect today. It doesn't have to happen in our lifetime. The positive effects of what we do today are not for ourselves. They're for the future. Um, there's a famous quote. I don't remember who said it, but he he was the mentor of Abraham Lincoln. And he was he was a president who then continued in Senate. He's the only president to do that. And he said something along the lines of, uh, the duty is mine. The result is for God. In other words, you just, if you never see it in your day, I, and I, I'm paraphrasing, I don't think that's was the that exact. John Quincy Adams you're talking about? Because he was the only president that went back to the House of Representatives. Afterwards. Yes. but And he mentored Abraham Lincoln. He was prior to Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if he awful. mentored him, but he was definitely a president. He was the sixth president of the United States He's from Massachusetts. Yeah. And Mark Meckler, um, Kind of gave me the whole background of how it led to that, how he was one of the few at the time who was fighting against slavery. slavery. He was, he was, he was. And, and then he that lost was his to main Andrew Jackson. He lost to Andrew Jackson. 
in the yeah, so, presidential election, 1828. Wasn't yeah, that's it? that's the that's the message, though. It doesn't you know, if we start doing things today to just live our lives better and start being examples, uh, I think that, it you know, regardless and it, maybe times have to get tough before it gets better. I think that just might be a reality that people have well, to accept. Times are, and tough now, bro. times are tough now. Yeah, but nowhere near what they could be. You know what I mean? Oh, they're going to get worse. They're, like they're they're going to get worse. There's no question. We're living in the fourth turning. You know, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Weak men right now have created hard times, and it's going to get worse. Look at what's happening in Russia, man. That's that's happening. China's going to invade Taiwan. That is not an if. That is a when. Yeah, China. Actually, the response from Ukrainians to Russia in I think inhibited a little bit of that desire because they saw what a strong response there was they don't want to get into a full-scale war that takes them years now and weaken themselves but when they have an opportunity to do it what people in america don't understand i guess people like us who have you know middle eastern people or people from other parts of the world understand that the world's not a pretty place no. and that despite your you you know acting out of your best interests and being a good person and being empathetic and being a sweetheart the world doesn't necessarily respond to that in the way that you believe it does. You've grown up in a, whoever I'm talking to right now, uh, you know, a secular westernized society that has granted you a lot of benefits that a lot of the world doesn't get. And they will take it given the opportunity, not by being polite, but by force. By force. Um, so it's not a pretty world out there. And when we shut off all our energy independence in the sake of being, you know, tolerant and and green and protecting the world and then we let tyrants like russia say okay well now you have nothing to stand in our way anymore you can't undercut us on oil you can't provide oil to the rest of the world so let's go to war and what do we do we say well we're still not going to produce it here we're going to go to countries like venezuela iran any country that potentially is a dictator or worse far worse ethically than us and say well we'll let them do all the energy production and destroy the world it makes no sense there's no consistency in logic uh, but again, it comes down from a complete decay of how we view our society, the, the attack on masculinity, the attack on Western civilization in general, that it shouldn't be strong. The same, the very same attack on men is the same attack that's happening on our country. People don't want us to be a strong country. They don't want strong men. That's the illness that's going on in society. They're embarrassed of what we are. Um, and so, yeah, if that continues... I, and luckily, I think there's like a 50-50 split in the country. So we'll see. Well, I don't think 50% of the country hate America. I think the number is probably closer to 20% are hardcore America haters. 80% love the country, but 30% are, you know, too disengaged and apathetic to understand what's really happening. Because if people understood what was really happening, there'd be a revolution in the fucking streets right now. There'd be blood running down the streets with the bodies of the fucking uh, leaders in Washington. They'd be killing them left and right, what they've done to this country, what they've done to their kids. And I'm telling you, it's just they're apathetic and they don't know. Yeah, and they're they're apathetic. They, people want them that way. The people in charge want them that apathetic because they cannot... They cannot stay in power if the people get too riled up. 80% of the country riling up against these folks means they're done. They're done and they need to run away if they're not going to be slaughtered in the streets. 
Well, I think that uh, apathy is general in most populations. We get a lot of sensory overload nowadays, so people just shut off and follow what's trendy. The problem is people inherently will side with the louder voice. You know, that's just what people will do because they don't want to have problems in their life. So if the louder voice is the voice telling you, be tolerant, the louder voice is the voice telling you masculinity is toxic, the louder voice is the one telling you, if you say anything about the trans movement, including that, you know, it's wrong for kids to be at drag shows and go through. 100% it's wrong for kids to be at drag shows. 100% it's wrong for these assholes to fucking try and do this without parents knowing it's fucking God damn it. It's fucking an assault on our kids. And I'm yes, telling but you Nikki, that's one thing, man, that fucking boils the blood of every red blooded mother and father in this world. Yes. But as people will side with the side again, that is more vocal. So you only started seeing a backlash to that when people started getting vocal about it. And then people go, Oh, maybe I don't agree with that. People don't put in the effort they don't want to start stirring things up in their lives. They want to be at home feeding their families, taking care of their kids, and that's it. That's what the average person wants. So the average person will put down that America is a white supremacist country if the loudest, most vocal people in the country are the ones spewing that out, they'll respond to it. And that's why you see those movements gain traction. It's just a matter of being vocal and having control of the institutions that allow those messages to get out. So again, it's a slow shift. You're not going to change it tomorrow. But when you do start being more vocal anywhere you can be, you do affect culture. You do affect society. Anytime you have a conversation with someone. That you wouldn't otherwise have. And you give them an opening to say, okay, yes, I do disagree with that. Then you've done some good. Yeah, I think think so. I think there's 100% uh, possibility of saving the society if we allow genuine robust debate to happen but you know today tolerance is a god that these people worship at its feet and i'm telling you tolerance is bad you get too tolerant your brain falls out you stop being discerning you stop fucking understanding what's right and what's wrong something should not fucking be tolerated kids being exposed to drag shows I have zero tolerance for it. Fuck them. Kids fucking being forced and manipulated into taking puberty blockers. I have zero tolerance for that. Fuck them. If the trans movement is about helping the group of people who had adult, adult ages fucking say, okay, you know what? I am, I I can't reconcile being who I am. I got time for that. But that is a minuscule minuscule proportion of our population they're trying to deliberately confuse kids to have kids do this shit to gain adherence for their fucking fucked up twisted ideology and that's what it is and that my friend is something that i'm against this show is against and we all inside the movement for men manhood and masculinity need to be against we need to fucking step up against these assholes They are bad, wrong, and evil. That's what I say. That's what I see. Yeah, of course. It's a denial of absolute truth when you can attack kids. Or again, even the the rape in prisons. All those things are just a basic denial that there's... Horrible. Yeah, and it's a way to, to push moral relativism onto the population. So anything becomes possibly reasonable, right? You even have it now with maps. Have you heard of maps? Minor attracted persons, they're trying to what change pedophiles. What the fuck is into- that? That's pedophilia, bitch. It's yeah, they're pedophilia. trying to do that. Zero tolerance for that shit. 
minor I agree with you. Fuck but that's assholes. what moral relativism is. Moral relativism allows for those things to take place. That's where the fundamental attack on society has been one through moral relativism, saying that all things are morally relative. It's why when people say, uh, you know, there's like hardliners, right? Like there's people who are like, I'm not budging on my position at all. And the truth is, if you have a position that's based in any form of what you believe to be absolute truth, it's wrong to kill a man and a man is a man, a woman is a, a woman, whatever that absolute truth is, I don't care what it is, then you cannot budge from it. If you budge from it, then you allow the opening that it is not absolute. And then anything, if there is no absolute truth, anything is possible. A man doesn't have to be a man. A woman doesn't have to be a woman. A child doesn't have to be a child. A grown-up doesn't have to be a grown-up. They could be a donkey, they could be an attack helicopter, they could be a child and have sex with a child. And it's just a matter of time before that insane decay of society happens where everything exists in this kind of esoteric space that's not based in reality. The problem is reality doesn't care. Reality will come back and fuck you in the ass hard. eventually when you keep hard. playing against it. Yeah, hard, 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 hard. Yeah, and you know, it's important to have these conversations and it's support to win adherence to our side uh lots of adherence sovereign man our vision is we got ten thousand men in this movement that are fucking hard strong men that you know are intolerant of stupidity and i a tolerance is not my god man uh i'm telling you right now i i believe in discernment and discernment means i'm intolerant of certain shit i'm intolerant of this crap trying to normalize pedophilia i'm intolerant of this crap trying to normalize confusing children so they fucking support your ideology. It's disgusting. These fuckers who do it, I'm telling you, they are evil. They're straight up bad. And as far as I'm concerned, they got to be fought tooth and fucking nail. Tooth and nail. Until they're yeah, defeated. The, the fight, again, has to happen on a cultural level, in my opinion. That's how you get them. That's how you change tomorrow. The, right now, anyone who decides to be actively violent is just going to hurt their own cause oh no we're and, not gonna we're not let's i want to be real clear we're not we're not uh, talking about violence we're not talking about like going out there and doing anything i'm not i'm not an advocate of that not an advocate of civil war any shit like that and listen if it comes it comes we have to prepare uh sure. for it and we have to you know protect uh those that we love but i'm not advocating for that i believe we got to fight these fuckers though we can give them no quarter. We cannot pretend that they're on the side of the angels and we're having honest disagreements. They're just straight up evil. And we're going to fight them. We're going to fucking defeat them. Whatever the fuck it takes. Whatever the fuck it takes. But absolutely, this is not about violence. This is not about hurting, hurting people. We don't believe that. But we also don't believe in fucking letting evil people set the terms of debate. Edmund Burke said the only condition necessary for the triumph of evils for good men to stand by and do nothing can't do nothing anymore brother oh no i'm not the type to do nothing yeah i'm gonna i'm always putting out these messages i'm always talking to people and debating and just doing whatever i can i don't know i mean it's a really weird situation it's it's weird to talk to someone who I, i'm a huge fan of debate but when someone is so far gone as to defend the things i talked about previously like if someone's going to sit here I can't debate someone. It's very hard for me, at least, to debate. You can't someone. debate crazy, bro. You can't debate crazy. Yeah, if your starting position is that a twelve-year-old should be allowed to cut off their penis because they're confused, it's very, very, very hard for me to tell you. Well, where's our starting point? Where's our where's our baseline agreement that we can start? 
getting closer to because we're so far in different worlds, right? It's a child. So as long as you think it's okay for a child to do that and I don't, same thing with, with you know, we've kind of lost our minds, even in the abortion debate. It's like people are so scared to talk about anything to the point where it started getting all the way to partial birth abortions. And now I talk to people all the time who previously would have never agreed to this, uh, just casually saying, yeah, I'm okay with it as long as, you know, it's the woman's choice right up to the moment where it comes out of her her stomach. They, and I'm like, well. in their mind? No, it's not. No. But that's become more normalized. You just set, I always say it, you set new normals as you, as if, if you allow a staple in society. So if you're the type of person, and this is the problem with tolerance, you're a tolerant person and someone comes to you and they go, I want this thing that has to do with the trans movement. I want to start by saying that I believe that we should respect people's pronouns and we should not push against them. And you go, okay, well, you know what? That's actually a reasonable thing to do i don't want people to feel bad i don't want people to suffer it's not a big deal for me i'm not going out of my way sure i'll meet you here i'll say this well really what they're they've just said to you is you're over here they're never going to come down to here and say i'm not willing to respect pronouns you know what i mean they'll never meet you on that they just wanted you to get here because now they're going to put a new now this is the new normal now this is the baseline that they put into society and now respecting pronouns becomes the baseline so what's the next thing they try and normalize well, gender is actually a social construct. It's not actually real. It's a social construct, and sex and gender are two different things. Okay, well, you know, it's not a big deal for me to say that. It doesn't affect my life. I'll meet you here. Well, now female athletes, and, and what you're doing is constantly doing this. Mm -hmm. The idea of getting back to your baseline is not a reality anymore. You've allowed so many steps to take place into insanity that there's no more baseline to return to. And like the new normal now, what you're fighting for, where you used to fight for just your right to not even use someone's pronoun if you don't feel like it. Now you're actually fighting for kids not to be mutilated. That's how far it goes. And so, like, you've gone from fighting for basic language to fighting for kids not to be mutilated and have their, their genitals cut off. So, and then eventually you're fighting for down the road, like I said, the whole MAP movement, where you're fighting for kids not to be raped by pedophile adults who now say they're 10-year-olds. I mean, that's how far and insane these things go. So when people say, oh, I'll just agree with you now, uh, it's like the any you, you look at like a lot of pro gun movements. They say, no, I'm not giving up even an inch. I'm not willing to give you any type of gun reform or gun control, because the second you get that one thing, I know what your goal is. Your goal is to get rid of my handgun. Your goal is to get rid of all my guns. Your goal is to limit ammo, limit magazine sizes, limit this and eventually no guns, except for criminals with the 300 million illegal firearms that are circulating. Your goal is not to defund the police movement. Your goal is really to abolish the police movement. You'll start by defunding. You'll start, but we've, we've seen the vilification and sometimes they slip and they're honest. And we've seen it with men also, like we're talking about toxic masculinity. It went from men are, you know, privileged. No, they're not just privileged, they're toxic. No, they're not just toxic. They're a danger in society and they should get rid of their masculinity. And any form of display of masculinity is offensive and dangerous to, you know, you look at all the problems that men are suffering from less custody rights, the legal battles that they have to go through, suicide at a higher rate, doing all the jobs. Well, we're going to take all that and shove it down to the bottom. We're not going to look at anything that men go through. And so it's like all these narratives just keep climbing and climbing and climbing and getting out of control. So you're right. If, if you give an inch, they take everything. They take every fucking thing you got. Fuck that, bro. Fuck that.
Fuck that. The line in the sand is drawn. We're here fucking yelling stop. We're here to push back. We're going to fight as hard as we can. And then a little bit harder. We're going to fucking stand up for men, for manhood, for masculinity. And you know what? No more tolerating the intolerable. Malcolm X said that. You can't tolerate the intolerable. I mean, by the way, well, it's interesting because if you look even in the, the form of how identity politics has attacked society to the point where everything has been now we've become a society that went and fought against segregation segregation to one that endorses segregation now like the Ridiculous. the insanity that has taken place where we're going to segregate out white students graduating from university because they're privileged and we don't want them in the space of the minority students or in housing to segregate out white students to make the minority students have a safe space these are insane concepts that's it, actual segregation so stupid so fucking stupid but again, complacency allows those things to happen. Yes. So, and and an ideology that if you're a victim, you should have uh, more privilege than the person who is considered the oppressor. And so that their rights no longer matter, only your rights do. And then you fire, follow this hierarchy, which whether it's true or not is irrelevant, allows you to actually be racist toward other groups of people who you perceive to be your oppressor. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucked up, bro. It's pretty fucking fucked up. And we we as men need to stand up. Men need to be fucking masculine. We need to fix our own lives and we need to stand up and step up in the society and push back against these assholes. These are fucking woke ass Marxists whose goal has always been to destroy the Western way of life. And they're fucking attacking masculinity in order to fucking turn us all into fucking serfs. These yeah, I think have been coming at us for a hundred years, man. Ever since the the communist revolution in uh, Russia, they sent a bunch of infiltrators into the West to start to recruit useful idiots to attack us at the level of academia, at the level of storytelling, at the level of news media. They've been successful. They they penetrated all our institutions, and now we're like, what the fuck happened? We're about to lose everything we've ever held dear. So. We either fight now or we lose everything. It's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah, I think men need to also just start doing basic manly shit again. Like go to the gym if you're not going to the gym. Go do a martial art. Learn how to shoot a gun. Yep. Learn how to hunt. Learn how to do basic things for survival. Yep. Get in touch with yourself. I mean, it's just weird to me that a lot of guys don't do that stuff nowadays. Yeah, They don't know how to Be around people. men. Be around manly men. And... Honestly, one thing I say, we got to stop calling men guys. Guys is a fucking pejorative term that has that weakens men just by calling them that. We're men. Not dudes, not boys, not guys, men. I like it, Nikki. Yeah, buddy. And we need to be around other men. We need a brotherhood. And that's the thing that's missing is men aren't around other men that fucking call for them to step up and to be the best version of themselves. You got to be asking yourself, do you have men in your life? Do you have men that you could call to pull you out of a foreign jail cell if you needed to? Or no, do you only have a bunch of men who are a bunch of pussies that you'll have a beer with or stare at a girl's tits with? That's all you got. You need real men in your life. You need to be a part of something, part of something like Sovereign Man to get you to be around masculine conversations and masculine energy. There's so much feminization out in the world right now. Like the average conversation is a nice conversation. So I was out with a bunch of men the other night. 
And, you know, I think I mentioned to you, my 17-year-old son has been, you know, <laughs> doing some 17-year-old son things, right? And I told some of these men, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm coming in, we do something called mudroom where we talk about what's going on in our life, shake the mud off our shoes before we go into the room and have the real discussions. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm still dealing with my son and all this jazz. It's better this one. This one dude comes up. Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you fucking okay? You know, with your son, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, dipshit? I'm a fucking man. Of course, I'm fucking okay, asshole. What do you think I am? A fucking little snowflake who's gonna break because my son's having some issues? Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me like that, or I'll punch you in the mouth. And around men, you can't talk like that. You can't go. Oh, if a dude like I don't know had a heart attack or whatever. Are you okay? You okay, buddy? Everything fine? No, you don't talk to a man like that. Okay, what are you going to do to fucking get over this heart attack? All right? No, I'm not going to give you... I'm going to hold you accountable to get over this heart attack. I'm not going to treat you like you're going to fall apart because you're not. Otherwise, if you think that way, you're going to fall apart that way. We can't do that. And we can't be True. calling men, you know, when they, when they do something as basic as stand up for something. Oh, man, you're so brave. That was so great of you. Wow, no, man. Girls talk like that. To other girls. That's feminine conversation, feminized conversation. You don't talk to men like that. We got to encourage men to be tough and masculine in their words to each other, in their conversation, so that no man is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like a girly man. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to fall apart if you say the wrong thing to me. Like, what the fuck is that shit? Yeah, I mean, a heart attack is pretty rough. <laughs> Open heart surgery is a pretty rough one. I'd be like, are you all right, buddy? You doing okay? You holding up? <laughs> Open heart surgery, sure. But the dude had a fucking little heart thing. He had an My buddy's around. dying. He's a, you he got okay? shot in the chest. <laughs> are you okay? Are you shot in the chest? You go, hey, man, I got you. You're going to be fine. You're going to lie to him while he dies in your arms. Then you, you do that. that I, agree with, I agree with you there fully. You got the truth is, I'll tell you something. So uh, like four years ago, I, and you know, I got diagnosed with a bunch of health shit. They told me I wouldn't be the doctors. Are you frozen, Nikki? Can you see me? I can see you, bro. I'm good. So the doctors uh, did a scan of my back. They're like, hey, it looks like a tumor in your spine. Then they did another scan and they're like, look, it's not a tumor, but we don't know what it is. There's a growth there and it's present on your nerves. You're probably if you don't do this crazy surgery where we have to cut open your dural sac and go into your spinal cord, you're never going to walk again. And I'm like, you're going to have or 5% chance. That's what they gave me. 5% chance of being able to continue walking. Because at the time I was walking floppy leg. What? What the fuck, man? Yeah. So uh, I was actually just happy it wasn't uh, cancer, which is kind of an interesting take on your expectation versus reality because if i went into a doctor's office today and they told me hey there's a five percent chance you're going to be walking in three months i'd be depressed but if, if they tell you you got cancer first then they go no it's not cancer you're just going to be handicapped you're like fuck yeah it's good it's good news it's good it's good <laughs> so uh and then i went from there it was really hard because now you have in your head you believe people and this is exactly what you were getting to. You believe people. You believe you're not going to walk. There's a low chance. It takes a very strong-minded person to say they don't know what they're talking about, right? The yeah. chances of the surgery working 50-50 could cause lifelong problems. They've never done it before. It was Whoa. a weird surgery. So I go to my friend who's another doctor, and he goes, he's like, listen, they're telling that to people who aren't you. He's like, that's their, where they're getting their statistics from. You are the 5% that they're talking about. That's the 5%. That's you. He goes, I know you. You're going to work every day. 
You're going to stay mentally focused. You're going to use neuroplasticity. You're going to eat healthy. You're going to do everything you have to do to be in the 5%. And that's what's going to make you the 5% because 95% of people won't do it. And until you crawl in here and you're unable to walk, you're not doing that surgery. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. All right, bro. Let's do it. Let's try. Every day I did my, my little ankle exercise. Eventually my feeling came back. Within three weeks, I was able to walk properly. Within three months, I was jogging again. They didn't believe it. They didn't think that that was possible. So it shows you the power of a positive influence around you who doesn't let you fall into the category of weakness or fall That's into the category. Bro. Of That's why we cannot allow men to have these fucking weak ways of talking to each other. When you're around another man, you fucking encourage him. You challenge him. You encourage him. You don't talk to him like he's a wallflower who's going to break just because a little bit of adversity came into his life. Heaven fucking forbid. Agreed. Yeah, man. There you go, bro. That's it. We got men. We need men around this kind of energy. You know, I was on a fucking podcast where I was being interviewed, right? Yeah. And I'm not cold anymore. I can take this shit off for a while. <laughs> I turned on the heat. It finally feel warm. So um, this motherfucker is interviewing me, and I'm talking about, you know, my business and all that jazz. And he said something to me that was really powerful. He said to me, you know, the energy you bring to people, both in the coaching you do for them and the work you do for men and your men's organization, is you bring them the fathering energy. You're like a, you, you like our father. You're, you're hard on them. You fucking want what's best for them. You push them. You move them out that. And I thought about that. And that is the energy that's missing in our world right now, the fathering energy. Yeah. You know, where, where men are giving each other fathering energy and not this fucking like trying to be ersatz women, trying to be ersatz fucking little girls. It's okay. You don't have to do that. You can sit down and take a break. Fuck you. You ain't taking a break. Fuck you. You're going to push harder. You I know? Agree. You're going to push and, and... harder. That's it. You're going to go all fucking Goggins on it, man. David motherfucking Goggins on it. That's how you're going to get tougher and manlier. And that's what every man's got to do. And inside the world of sovereign man, listen, it's not that everything we do is about fucking pushing you and getting you to do shit. Because it's not. There's a, there's a lot there that is philosophical and is cerebral. But... When it comes to doing shit with men, we are going to fucking treat you like a man. You are not going to be treated like a fucking wallflower. You're not going to fucking be babied or or told you're brave and you're great and it's fine. You're going to be told you're a fucking lazy ass. Get off your ass. Get to work and fuck off and stop bothering us and giving us stupid ass excuses. And I say that to myself as much as I say it to any other man. Yeah. I have that. I've been brought up in the same feminized milieu. Well, my own fucking ideas and all this feminized bullshit I've heard goes, you need a break, Nikki. You just need to relax. Now, fuck that. I don't need a goddamn break. I don't need to goddamn well relax. I need to push myself more. I need men around me who are going to tell me to push myself more. Yep. Every time I have my uh, my health shit going on, everyone's always telling me, doctors, everyone around me, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm always like, I can. I can. I purposely go against what people, I seek adversity. I seek to feel like shit. More often than I seek to feel good. And I have enough adversity in my Come life. Come to Canada, bro. We got fucking snow here. Take off your <laughs> shirt. Lived in Canada. You fuck, we'll go run outside, brother. We'll whim hopping and take a 20-minute jog with our shirts and shorts in minus five weather. But let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
Elon, it's always fucking fun talking to you. You know, and I think this episode's got to be about why we need manhood and masculinity more than ever right now. And uh, I believe that this conversation, it's a its a good conversation, tough conversation. It'll be very valuable for a lot of men. Piss a few men off too, but that's okay. I like pissing men off. I like pissing men off that are pussified because at least it's, it's going to piss them off. It's going to fucking bother them. It's going to at some point seep in and force them to think. You know, Tom, um, not Tom, who's that guy? Mark Twain. He wrote Tom Sawyer, right? He said, you know, it's fucking incredible. Um, when I was 18, I thought my father was a dumbass. And by the time I was 25, I was fucking surprised at how much smarter he got. It's <laughs> a good quote. Yeah, man. Any last words, brother? Thank you for having me on. Amen. Always a pleasure. Look forward to doing this again. Let's do it a lot more often than we have been doing it, all right? I agree, brother. All right. Peace out. Be manly. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca. 